Welcome back to Big Sky Buckets. I'm Big Sky, and today we're going to talk about something a little bit more positive than what I've been recently talking about. Recently, I've been going on talking about more negative subjects, such as the Pistons and how brutal it is watching them currently. They lost another game last night that makes 12 losses in a row. Brutal. And then I did my The Annoying, The Awful, and The Atrocious video. I want to do that. I want to do that just spun in the opposite direction where we talk about things more positive because I think if you're com coming to this channel uh, and you're new to this channel overall, probably thinking, man, this guy must hate basketball the way I'm talking about it recently. So I'm still going to go on rants. They just might be more lighthearted and fill filled with more happiness. So we're going to do that today. Before we get started, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, liking, commenting down below, letting me know your thoughts. And if you're an audio-only listener, give it a rate, give it a listen. I'm now on TikTok and doing YouTube shorts, so if you don't have enough time to watch these videos uh, at any given point when they release, go check out those TikToks and shorts. They're like 30-second clips I'm taking from th these episodes and these videos to give you a little showcase of what is to come when you finally get around to them. But let's get into it. So today, what we're going to do, again, reworking of the good, the bad, the ugly. But this time, it's the astonishing, the amazing, and the astounding. So something a little bit more surprising, something that is really good, and then something that is shockingly great, in my opinion. So this time, we're going to do three players. And all three of these players truly warrant. I have a lot of honorable mentions because there's so much talent in the NBA and there's a lot of good going on. I've just been focusing on a lot of negative things. But let's start with the astonishing. I am absolutely shocked at how well this player is playing. The team overall is playing incredible. And I think they might be my number one when I do my going into week six power rankings on Sunday, because I will be doing that. You can hold me to it. Carl Anthony Towns, the guy who keeps being talked about as the odd man out, and they're going to have to ship him off. Oh my Lord, has he been playing incredible. So earlier when the Timberwolves were starting to figure out who they were and being the giant slayers that they are, Carl Anthony Towns was still kind of iffy in his role. Recently, he has found that role. He's averaging 21.5 points per game, 49.5% from the field, which is pretty damn good from what he has been doing in the past. He's 37.1% from three. He's getting close to nine rebounds a game, playing next to Rudy Gobert. That's pretty incredible. And overall, he's been a plus minus of plus 6.1. But what I really want to talk about is not the offense, because that's what he's been for his career is a great offensive, like one of the greatest shooting big men of all time. Like that's been tossed around a lot and it is true. But one of the things that he's been criticized a lot is being soft and I can't, we can't, we can't speak on this right now, but the playoff woes that have happened, but that soft thing, we can talk about that now. Guys, he's playing the best defense of his career so far in the NBA. His defensive rating is 108 points a game. That's an in, that's at least one whole point less than the second best year defensively for him. And most of those years being when he was either the number one option when he was younger 
or like last year when he only played 29 games. So that's kind of like really hard to figure. But right now, offensively, he's playing one of the best years of his career as well. It's like top two, top three at 117 points. Uh, offensively, he helps to get this team to 100, uh, 117 points a game. And then he helps defensively to keep it to at least 108. Now, that their defensive rating is a little bit better than that. But for him, this is incredible two-way ta like talent we're seeing. And I'm shocked from it. The other thing, his net rating has never been better in his life. Nine point plus 9.1 when he's on the field, essentially. Like, his net rating is 9.1. That is incredible for a guy that everyone thinks is just you attack him on defense and he commits fouls and then you can follow him out of a game. And that, that's what a lot of going into games has been is that he can't move very quickly. I was watching last night the Timberwolves-Knicks game, two titanic defensive teams. Timberwolves blew him out by 20 points. And I have never seen Carl Anthony Towns play better isolation defense on Julius Randle, who... I started off the year saying that he's been playing bad, but he started figuring it out a little bit. But he just was a monster on Julius Randle last night. He is playing the best two-way basketball of his life. I am shocked to see it. He is elevating the ceiling of this team. This was a, like, I, I've been thinking about, it's been fun. When are the Timberwolves going to hit the typical Timberwolves? There's always they follow a path where it's like, okay, Timberwolves are back. And then they fall off a cliff and it's like classic Timberwolves. No, these guys look possibly like the best team in the league, in my opinion. Like it's definitely, there's, there's an argument to be made. And Carl Anthony Towns is raising the ceil their ceiling right now. But what I'm very, very, very afraid of, and I'm basically... The way I'd put this is this feels almost unsustainable from Carl Anthony Towns. So what I'm really trying to say here is when am I going to be, when does this go from reality to he tricked me again? He tricked me because I guarantee you, like I'm just anticipating that this, this defense and offense combined, this two way level of excellence from Carl Anthony Towns recently, when is it going to fall off? Because it's ne he's never been this good on both ends at the same time. Never. When is he going, when, when will reality really hit? But if it doesn't, oh my Lord, the West might be in trouble because the two towers, the twin towers is exactly what you want against a team like the Nuggets, who I still am very high on, regardless of their, like, the losses recently if he maintains this and can take this into the playoffs oh my lord i i'll be shocked and it'll also be like here they are let's move on to the amazing what i the amazing was a lot harder for me to figure out who's been good but better than they typically have as of recently in the past couple of years and i actually want to give and I've, I've talked about this player in my james harden take so if you probably know where I'm going to go with this for the guy who came on his podcast and it said he accepted the role of being uh, the Robin, the second option that sometimes number one option isn't meant for you. That has not been the case for him this year. And despite 
their giant losing streak, which they have snapped. Guys, Paul George looks incredible. Offensively, has been has been a top three season for him. His offensive rating, 116.2. That's pretty good. And then defensively, 106.1. He's had better. He's had a lot better in his career, especially OKC and Pacers. But for this team that has struggled, you won't find on here the collective two. Like I, a lot, you'll see this to the two-way excellence from all three of these players has been shocking to me. And for him, his net rating is 10, plus 10. That's unbelievable. And he's been bet, like, because of Kawhi's injuries and him not being very consistent on a night-in, night-out basis, most of the wins that the Clippers are getting before the James Harden trade and after have been because Paul George has been the best player on the, on the court every time. Offensively and defensively. Yeah, some nights he, the shot, the three-point shot may not fall. But Paul George is, you know, he's the younger guy's favorite player. He's got a bag. He's being a 6'9 shooting guard for the most part, sometimes playing what his traditional position of small forward. He's just really, really good at getting his shots, getting the free throw line, getting what he wants. And because of how tall he is and his wingspan, he's just providing the defense that this team really needs. And he's stepping up. I'm sh I'm shocked to see this from him because, I, I mean, everyone would have thought, no matter the injuries, that whenever Kawhi comes back onto the court, he's always the best player on this team because he's Kawhi Leonard, two-time champion, two-time finals MVP. But man, Paul George looks like the man on this team. He really does. And I love to see that. He is very deserving of it, honestly, for all the criticism that he's gotten throughout his career. Now, some of it is probably warranted because it, it, sometimes it's like you just need to shut up. Don't talk to the media. Don't call yourself playoff P. Like, please don't do that. But what, it, what an astounding first 12 games, despite the losing streak. The second that he is the main option on this team through these games, they've won most of them. Really, like, or now that they're fighting consistency with the, these big four and Russell Westbrook is coming off the bench, him being the number one option is what's helping this team. They're no longer the worst team in the league. And I want to give a lot of credit to Paul George. I'm super happy for him. Watching him is super fun. And he's playing some of the best basketball of his career. I can't believe it. And then for the astounding. Guys, this is a guy who is going, he's going by the nickname of Turk Nowitzki, but I'm going to call him by his legal name so you know who I'm talking about. I am shocked at how great this guy is playing. Alperin Shingun looks like a bona fide all-star in the West. As a center in the West, that is a stacked position, but I think he should be in all-star considerations for how good the Rockets have been. Yes, some of that is probably the addition of Dylan Brooks helping their defense and Fred Van Fleet helping their offense, especially from playmaking. But guys, I mean, you can't ask for a better jump so far to start the year from Alperin Shingun. The one-legged fadeaway jumper that he's, in, like the Dirk fadeaway jumper that he's put in his bag, now it doesn't look as seamless as Dirk's, but it really, really works. He's shooting over 50% from the field. He's shooting almost 35% from three. He's, he's getting 8.8 .8 rebounds. 
career high in assists so far, career high in points at 20.9, career high in field goals made and field goals attempted. They are giving him the keys and they're not making him exactly the primary playmaker, which is really good because that means he can now score. And, you know, a, a lot of these advanced metrics that I'm about to give you are skewed by the level of how bad the Rockets have been the past couple of years. But there's something to be said when you go from last year, a negative 7.8 net rating to a plus 9.1 net rating this year. A 17-point swing is crazy. He's going from a 120.3 defensive rating to a 107.7 defensive rating. He's going from a 112.5 offensive rating to a 116.8. Guys, this guy is incredible. This is incredible stuff. And watching him is super fun because for the longest time, and there is still some level of truth to it, it looked like he was just a Jokic light, but now they're playing him more like a Dirk light. And he's just... Once for Jokic, when he became an MVP, it was when Jamal Murray essentially, they were coming off the bubble, so the consistency was there. And then Jamal got injured, and for those two years, he was forced in what helped them create the championship level of play was that Jokic was forced to be the primary scorer for, a for the team and the primary facilitator as well. It just forced him to be more aggressive. And what's happening now is they're just saying, hey, go be more aggressive. You can't, you can't be asking for anything better. I mean, the incredible stuff from Turk Nowitzki, man. If you haven't watched the Rockets, please go watch them. Um, they, they are super fun to watch. They With Dylan Brooks, they might be a little bit more annoying. And it's just really cool to see Alperin be as great as he is right now. He, he deserves a lot of credit and he deserves a lot of credit for turning this team around and their pickups and all the criticism they got this off season. And I, I'm definitely one of the people that was criticizing them, but seeing it work so far is great. And I, I'm super happy for, I'm super happy for all three of these guys. I'm shocked at the level of greatness it, on both ends from all three of them. They deserve a lot of credit. And I'm really happy to have made this episode because I think if you haven't watched all, any of these three guys in the last couple of weeks, take the time at some point to go watch them. They're playing phenomenal. And yeah, that's what I got for you today. I hope you guys enjoyed this. There were still some fun little rants in there. Uh, <laughs> so it's not all that different, but I think I'm going to start doing, you know, astonishing, the amazing, the astounding, along with the annoying, the awful, the atrocious. I'll just do that maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays just to keep up uh, consistency here and just the creativity in total, along with informing you who's playing really great and might not be getting enough attention and then who's playing not so great and it, there's not enough, either there's not enough attention or the attention is about to be brought to them because I, I, I was maybe a wee bit ahead of the Jordan Poole stuff. But... Thank you guys for watching. Like I said before, if you're new to the channel, please subscribe. I would really appreciate it. Give it a like. Let me down, know down below who would you have put in the astonishing, amazing, and astounding categories if I didn't put them there. So I will see you guys tomorrow. I think tomorrow I already have an idea. We're going to do, we're going to talk about whatever happens 
regardless of which team wins of the Hawks Pacers in season tournament game, because if the Pacers win, they're locked in. And if they win, I'm definitely going to talk about the Pacers for the majority of the video because I haven't talked about them enough. Tyrese Halliburton was like, uh, he was an honorable mention for me for every one of these categories. Uh, I'd love to talk about Tyrese a little bit more. And then if the Hawks win, I just kind of, it's basically delaying to me what is going to be an inevitable, inevitable video about three of the players that I see like that I think might need to move, be moved or are having a slump to start the year. The, the Hawks are not awful. They're just super inconsistent right now. And yeah, I, I'll, I'll save that for tomorrow. But thank you guys so much for watching. I'll see you tomorrow. Peace.